When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, everybody. This is the Jay Severin Show. Charlie Harry filling in for Jay. Hope everybody's doing well. Talking about Iowa caucuses, talking about Trump and Cruz. But, you know, that night had a very interesting effect on another candidate. And this, to me, I had seen rarely. But when you see it, you got to appreciate it. And we've been talking about Marco Rubio and his game plan and how, I got to tell you, Marco's got a great chess game. I mean, politics is chess. You can't just sort of go straight. It's like football. That's why we love football so much for, right? Because football is chess. You're just seeing live people playing chess with the ball. Politics is chess in the same way. And if you get caught up in it a little bit too much, you get caught up in the game, you forget about the issues. But I think if you look at Iowa, you got Ted Cruz come out on top. You got Donald Trump, who came in second, who's trying his hardest to label Ted and to bring him down and to grab at his ankles and pull him down from the top. And while these two guys are duking it out, right, you know, this is the HBO, you know, Saturday night world event, these two guys duking it out, there's another guy high-stepping in the end zone for winning the bronze. Listen to this speech and try to forget who said it and tell me when you hear the speech what you're, what you're getting at and who said it. So this is the moment they said would never happen. For months, for months they told us we had no chance. For months they told us because we offered too much optimism in a time of anger, we had no chance. For months they told us because we didn't have the right endorsements or the right political connections, we had no chance. They told me that we have no chance because my hair wasn't gray enough and my boots were too high. They told me I needed to wait my turn, that I needed to wait in line. But tonight, tonight here in Iowa, the people of this great state have sent a very clear message. After seven years of Barack Obama, we are not waiting any longer to take our country back. So now when you hear that, you think to yourself, what happened to this candidate beforehand? If you were listening to that speech and I said to you, okay, what happened right before this moment? You would say that candidate won the caucus, right? Tonight's the night. The people have spoken and they've spoken in a way to show that they're not happy with Washington. Well, wait, wait, let's, let's take, the, take this back for a second. Marco came in third place. 
third, not second, not close second. He came in third place. And we're talking not about a general election, right? We're talking about a Republican election. So, of course, all the candidates that were voting were already against Obama, right? These are Republicans picking their guy. It's not like Iowa's like, hey, we're done with Washington. So the undecided, the independents and the Democrats came and voted for a Republican over a Democrat. We're talking about Republicans picking one of their candidates. If anybody would... All the Republicans could have said the exact same line. But Marco comes up and says, they told us it's time to wait our turn. I guess they were wrong. Well, Marco, you came in third place. Maybe they were right. What's going on over here? So Marco is pulling a great move. And I want to explain it and understand it so we can see just how the Rubio campaign is doing this. Now, what's amazing about Rubio is that the latest polls show that Rubio has just pulled ahead of Ted Cruz in second place in New Hampshire. And with just a few days left, I would tell you, I would say that Donald Trump, who's been hovering around those mid-30 numbers, I think you're going to see Rubio coming up and up and up on those numbers and getting a pretty good showing going into South Carolina. Because Marco Rubio is doing something that every single candidate wants to do, building momentum. Now, you ever wonder to yourself, why is it that whenever you're watching a game, right, you go and you're watching a game, you sit down on Sunday to the Super Bowl, right, and you may find that one team is down to the other team. If you're ever watching a game and you see one team down to the other team by 20 points, and that team starts to make a comeback, how do you feel? You get excited, right? Like, I don't care who the team is. I want them to win. Why? So I got this. I, I don't know if this is, this is real or not, but I had this thought the other day I want to share with you. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to Miami and ran in the Miami Marathon, which is just a crazy concept. Um, running, by the way, if you've never ran in a marathon before, it is definitely should be on your bucket list. It is unbelievable. Getting up at the crack of dawn, being freezing cold in those corrals, and then just running and running. It, it's just so amazing. And it was somewhere around mile six or seven, right? You, you go up, basically, you come out of the American Airlines Arena down in Miami. You go over this MacArthur Causeway. You come down, and you, go st- you start running through the streets because basically you just then turn back around and run over the causeway, and you, go, and you finish it. And I'm running in the streets, and what's happening is now 7 a.m. Sunday morning, and it's cold in Miami, which means it's like you know 50 degrees, poor Miami, right? So it's cold, and I'm watching something. And as we're running the streets, now this is 7 a.m. on a Sunday. I see people coming out of their houses, coming out of the coffee shops, coming out of the bagel stores, and they're just standing in the streets, and they're just watching. They're cheering. I see people getting up, and they need signs. That means to make a sign to hold up at a marathon, that means you've got to get up early. You've got to make the sign. You've got to get there. You've got to park your car really far, and you've got to just sit there. And some of the signs were just like generic, like, go, go runners. In my head, I'm thinking, what are you doing up? I've got to be here. I signed up for this thing, or I got signed up for it, which is how I ended up there. I don't... If I was on the other side of that barricade, I'd be in my bed. Why are you cheering me for? And it hit me that one of the most inspiring things to see is movement. It's momentum. It's inspiring to see somebody else try to reach a goal, right? They were standing there cheering us on, and they were smiling. And they were, why? Because if you're not running yourself, there's a certain level of inspiration that you get when you see somebody else about to accomplish something. You see, all of us have this internal desire to be great. 
It's in, it's embedded in each of our souls. We, if I, you can't say I am mediocre because when you say it comes off your tongue, you know it's not true. Because we know we're more than mediocre. We know we're great, but greatness takes a lot of work, and it's hard. And you got to wake up early, and you got to go to bed late, and you got to, you know, you got to bite your tongue to not say the wrong thing, and you got to do it ten times, and you got to. You gotta stay focused on your task and you can't keep on looking at your phone. There's so many things you gotta do to be great. But inside us is this internal feeling that we have greatness that is built within me. That's why I believe we watch sports. For those of us that are sports fans, I bet you if you really do, you, you really dig down into the core of your soul, it makes you a sports fan that you get to watch somebody else be great every single weekend. That's why you'll never see a fan get up and go, you know, go to a stand and go, you're number one. What are they going to say? We're number one. I'm like thinking, you're not number one. That guy's number one. And he's driving a Humvee, living in a mansion because you spent all your money to make him number one. You're, not, you're like number a million. We would never think that because we are number one. It's our team. I'm living in a way through you because I know that there's greatness in me and I'm watching you become great. I'm watching you fight for a goal that you believe in. I'm watching you go through a line and deal with obstacles. All the, all the necessary ingredients of greatness is coming my way. I'm watching you do it and I feel good along the way. Humans are addicted to momentum. We love it. There's a parade. We just join it. There's a crowd. We just get into it. People are cheering and chanting. You ever see people dancing? You can't stand unless you're, you're bad at dancing or that you always feel bad. If you see a crowd dancing, you always find a way to either bop along or get. Why? What are you doing? We just can't stand to the side when everyone else is moving. It's called the bandwagon effect. If there's everyone getting on a bandwagon, we just can't sit and wait it out. We want to be part of something. And more than that, we want to be part of movement. We don't want the people that are winning to win. We want the people that are losing to win, right? We want underdogs to win. That's how we love underdogs. That's how my favorite movie of all time was Rocky IV. How do you not love Rocky IV? Because he beat Drago. That's why we love stories of Stephon Curry. We, when you see an NBA player or an NFL player, you want to hear he came from, 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 from the inner city. You want to hear he overcame challenges because you want to see the momentum. You want to see the movement. You want to know that it wasn't just given to him. Or her. Marco Rubio pulled a doozy at Iowa. You know what he said? We got movement. We got momentum. He already accepted the nomination. <laughs> it was an acceptance. I couldn't believe it. They said, it's not my turn. Marco, it's not your turn. You're number three. There's two guys older than you in front of you. No, that's not how he's playing it. He's playing, here we come. Four days later. The guy goes up four percentage points in New Hampshire. Why? Because of his policies? Not because of his policies. Because he came up with a new tax plan? No one cares about a tax plan. If you care about a tax plan, Donald Trump would have zero percent of the vote. Why? Because Marco Rubio is gaining momentum. And when you jump on his bandwagon, it feels good. That, by the way, is one of the greatest moves in politics. And by the way, if you watch Hillary Clinton pretend she's an underdog, that's what she's doing. That's why Bernie Sanders is getting so much movement now because his crowd, he was down 50 points. 50 points. Momentum. Movement. That's what it all comes down to. And when you see candidates trying to show that level of momentum, what they're doing is saying, jump on my bandwagon now. You want to be with me early, don't you? And I wonder in our own lives if it's because we deep down want momentum ourselves. 
What area is going on in our lives now where we can say, you know, the truth is I should have a little more momentum on this. What happened to that project I always tried? What happened to that marriage I was supposed to be great? What happened to that kid I was supposed to What happened to my own health? Wasn't I supposed to go to the gym? When we have a healthy dose of our own momentum, we allow ourselves to look over at other people's momentum and judge, should I be on that bandwagon or not? But either way, kudos to Marco for taking a third place when taking a bronze and scrubbing it scrubbing it enough till it turns into a gold and watch closely to see what's going to happen in New Hampshire and I bet you that when New Hampshire comes through wherever Marco places you're going to see him saying we are going up and that momentum is going to build because momentum is inspiring we come back we're going to talk back about Jeb Bush you know the power of words is a big deal and just what happened to Jeb Bush this week and why two little words could have just really killed his presidential presidential chances this is Charlie Harari filling in for Jay Severin, and you're listening to the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on water. Washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1 800 686 3910. That's 1 800 686 3910. Again, 1 800 686 3910. Call now.